everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 156 for October 31st, 2018. Wait, that's not true, is it? Yeah, that is true. It's a Halloween episode. October 31st, yeah. Amazing. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. It would be really cool if I knew some kind of Halloween-y thing on the trumpet. Do you? But I don't. No. no. Is there such a thing? Well, I mean, I, you know, maybe like a classic. Oh, what about the um, the theme from the Munsters? Oh, there is the. Wait, wait, wait. There's the. Hang on. I don't know. I don't know it. I'd have to think. I can't think on the fly and trumpet. Yeah. Well. Uh, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, John Made It, Barry Custom, Creator Nader, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. That's a long ass list. Pardon my French. Mm hmm. Might have to edit that out. Uh, Do I have to edit that? Uh, no, ass is fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are we working on? I mean, uh, forgive us, gentlemen. This is a, uh, uh, and ladies, this is a, a late night recording session to get this one out this week. So I tell you, if we lose our PG rating because I didn't edit that because of you, of all people. Know, no, ass would be in the biblical sense like the donkey in the manger. Correct. That is true. We, the okay. donkey and the manger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The typical Halloween donkey in the manger. Yeah, yes. Classic Halloween. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Bill, what do you? Uh, what the do you old mean? Halloween ass. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't have to <laughs> celebrate it. You know? uh, what are we? What are we working on? What do you got going on there, Bill? I hmm. finished up a. Um, so I'm excited about this. I went to. Um, uh, I was telling you guys I went to that, that reclaimed lumber yard, and I was just sticker shocked at that place. So I ended up going to the reuse people, which just happened to be right next door to the Habitat for Humanity. And I am now mm-hmm. in love. They had everything, everything a recyclist, upcycler, maker could possibly want. It was awesome. The only thing I didn't find was um, I didn't find the plywood I wanted, but that's okay. I'm not, I'm not averse to buying... Uh, plywood but what did they have elaborate oh man i mean uh old old fixtures furnishings doorknobs wiring there was if i had the room they had an old delta uh uh, drill press like tim has like the old cone top drill press Mm. they had a couple of rate alarm saws they had they had some rusty old craftsman table saws with the the like you like phil you know you say oh you should find one of these with the cast iron wings yeah they had that Doors, windows, wood, lumber separated, lumber not separated. Um, the Habitat for Humanity had a whole bunch of what I would assume is like Kelly Moore paint says, here you go, here's 50 gallons of plain white paint. So it's a lot of, of new things. Like if you need supplies, they had paint brushes. I, I can go on and on and on. But what I ended up mm-hmm. buying, what I wanted to do is I got to build a, 
a uh, coffee bar for the new salon where they're just where the seating area is. Um, people can get there's going to be a hot and cold water dispenser and make your own tea or coffee or whatever. And so I'm going to take the redwood slab that is now the front desk and I'm going to use that to make the top for the coffee bar. So what I did was I found uh, a couple of used cabinets, kitchen cabinets. And they mm -hmm. were plywood. They weren't press board. So they were rinky. I mean, a little uh, warbly, you know, not quite perfect. Mm -hmm. But I spent 60 bucks for a corner piece and the, a section that goes next to it. And I skinned it in pallet wood. And it, it goes perfectly yeah. with, the, uh, with the theme of what I've got going on over there. And I looked at, uh, at the big box store to buy a corner cabinet, like just the plain white corner cabinet. It's 175 bucks plus tax. Um, to buy and sawdust. Yeah. And then, yeah. or if I wanted to buy, you know, it would take three sheets of plywood to make what I got for 60 bucks and change. I mean, it's, it was just great. So now I know I have that as a resource. Um, they did have a little bit of, of hardwoods, um, sprinkled here out throughout there, you know, like, um, uh, coving and things like that, you know, wood flooring stuff. So if I wanted, I can start picking my hardwoods from there as opposed to going mm. to the big box store. It was just you can get all your your guitar necks out that, of like hardwood yeah. flooring and yeah, stuff. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I mean, it's just it was just neat to see that, and it was well organized. It was huge, um, old stoves. Casey and I saw this old stove. It was just an old gas stove, but it was you know fifties probably. And we're like, what could we do with this? Nothing. We can't. So we didn't get it because somebody else probably could. But <laughs> it was like. I wanted to so bad. What can I come up with? The, why should we have this 50 stove in the salon? But we just, we didn't. Staff but, room? It's just a big, big awkward cabinet. Uh, I know. Well, in the bathroom <laughs> is an old sewing machine that I turned into a, uh, a table. So it's already got stuff. But anyway, it was just, it was, it was like I, I was in heaven. It was so great. It was, it was so great. And it was good to use my money for something that's um, keeping stuff, you know, it, it's, it's, would I rather have found that stuff for free on the curb, which I pass by them quite often, but I just haven't lately? Sure. But there's a place, there's a source where it's it's doing some good. There's yeah. there's people doing the good of keeping crap out of the landfill and habitat for humanity, so Yeah, and you're paying you're paying the price of admission to to jump ahead, you know, to keep this sort of thing happening because oh, it, it was, can't be it was it can't just be you doing that. It was it was worth the, the worth the price of admission yeah. just to discover that buying reclaim doesn't have to be astronomical. So yeah, it doesn't have to be a headache. It can be. I mean, there was a period in time where I you go in and if, if you can frequent the place too, and you know you just go in even if you're not looking for anything, right? But you see those opportunities. Like for a period, I had. I scored all this hardware, like nails and screws. Like I didn't even have to buy screws for like oh, six yeah. months once because the, there was a, a clean out. The guy's shop got cleaned out and he had all these brand new boxes of screws. Everything you, know? you can imagine. It you know what it was like? It was like a thrift store the size mm -hmm. of Costco. Um, yeah, I mean, it was huge. It's just, it's this huge, probably I'm guessing 10 acres between the two, you know, because they're side by side, uh, the reuse people and Habitat for Humanity, and then this huge yard behind it. 10 acres of Maker Reclaimer Heaven. Oh, my God. There you go. We, That's your we spot. We have one in Montreal, but it's not nearly that big. I'll have to check oh, it out. It's, 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 it's huge here. Somebody just, in fact, messaged me because they heard me talk about it last week and asked me how it went, and I told them, go. In fact, uh, Chris Pixley, um, and I'm... Uh, I, I mentioned too that the Habitat for Humanity was also that was a pleasant surprise when I drove up 
because you know Casey and I map quested it and uh, got there, and I look and I go, oh man, it's right right there. There's Habitat for Humanity as well. So, and again, they have a lot of um, of out of stock or or last year's model of stuff, you know. So it's not just it's not only reclaimed. Uh, deconstructed mm. material, but it's like a lot of people donate brand new, like I said, brand new paint, stains, um, carpet, um, like uh, hoods for your stove. It, it was just great. It was great. So I finished up this cabinet. Um, I skinned it in pallet wood with the color scheme. And uh, I think next weekend I'm going to go and steal the front desk from Manifesta. Uh, and it's modular, so I can take the, this entire thing apart. And I'll use a lot of it, but especially the, um, the redwood slab on top. I'm going to cut that down to fit this nice L-shaped corner little coffee bar thing. It's going to be cool. Can I ask you a question? Awesome. And this might be a little, it's a little off topic. But when you build this stuff the first time for Manifesta and now again... Do you use br- glue and screws or just screws and the chance that you're going to end up reusing it again? The first time around, I used as little glue as I could on the things that I knew that um, I could possibly... Because the first time around, I wasn't sure how long they were going to keep everything anyway. I thought six months and they'd buy some real furniture. It turned out to be the, the identity of the salon. Uh, this time around... Same thing. I'm, I'm not using a whole lot of glue. Like, I'm going to yeah. do some laminating for the shelves, um, and I use construction adhesive to, to skin the pallet wood to the cabinets and stuff. But as far as the actual, the furniture is still modular. You know, it's still, if I unscrew it and pry a couple of nails apart, it I can take it apart and reuse it. Okay. I just yeah. thought, I was curious to know what your, your future-proofing then and now well, I'm 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 not as concerned about it this time because hopefully they signed a five-year lease and the plan is is by then I will be retiring, uh, Maria and Casey will be selling the store and we'll be moving to somewhere greener pastures. You know what they say. I know. Man, man makes plans and God laughs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. I mean, regardless of your faith. That tends no, it's, to be it's, true. It is true. And now I, I have a I have a teenage daughter in the mix, so who knows what my life is going to be. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tim, what are you working on? Uh, guitars. guitars. I love guitars. <laughs> I love guitars. Um, I just made a... Remember how I... Well, I know Bill knows. I, you know, I make these hollow core door instruments. I saw your post. <laughs> I made a... Yeah, I made a solid core door guitar. That's gonna be my next video, um, and I like it. Uh, and then I'm working on the customer's guitar is almost done. I have, uh, you know, Tools Today. Yeah. The company. Mm-hmm. I made a guitar for them a few months back. They they sell router bits and stuff. And uh, I made a guitar for their YouTube channel a couple months ago, and uh, they're gonna launch that video this week. So nice. check out the Tools Today YouTube channel. I'm excited to see what happens with that because it's like a whole different world that that's gonna go out to. It'll be curious to see. Uh, you know the comments and stuff, you know, on that, because um, it's gonna just be going to, into a different circle, you know. Um, and what else I got? I was just today I was just writing a ton of estimates and uh, and proposals and stuff to get a bunch of you know other jobs going and stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, just kind of business as usual, you know. I hear you. Business as usual. 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 Um. So for myself. I uh, got a few things going. What's the what's the that psycho little blade that goes on the angle grinder? Oh, the, 
uh, what was that? The, the, the graph cutter? speed cutter. Yeah, speed cutter. Yeah. So they reached out to me again today, and they're ready to move forward with a with a video or whatever. So I was like, okay, great. So send it to me. So I guess I'll do something with that. I got to figure out what the hell I'm gonna do with this thing for a video. And I uh, got two other things on the burner. One was this like more high end version of the uh, of the rolling trays that I do, and you know that sort of segues into the rest of the topic that we're talking about today but it it's made out of walnut it's the first time i've ever gone into a lumber store and bought walnut and uh, uh hot tip you guys it turns out wood is expensive as a reclaimer <laughs> i have uh, rarely had to sort of deal with that component i just sort of made with wood that i found so it was you know the only expense i've ever had have been like tools and consumables never the actual material so this this was a bit of a wake up call for me. So that was interesting, and I, I think I mentioned before that here Home Depot and Lowe's sells like walnut mahogany uh, in the kind of dimensions that you need. Do they not sell that up there? Because it's a whole lot cheaper than going to like Woodcraft or. Nah, no, no, we have we have red oak, we have birch. Yeah, maybe maple. We have maple, poplar, and red oak oh, in yeah. ours. Yeah, I got poplar also, yeah. but more in the in the craft S4S sizes, like the weird small. It's all sizes. three quarter inch. Yeah, yeah not big know. boards. I've seen it yeah. though. I have seen it like rain. Like there was some rainbow poplar mixed in at one point. You know, it's like green. It's got all the hues. So you got the purple in it yeah. too. Sometimes, yeah. I, I actually that's some of my nice. favorite guitar neck is poplar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a common wood for guitar bodies, too, for the ones yeah. that are painted a right. lot of times and made a pop I just I always find the the green swirly stuff in it. I like it. I think it's pretty. It's cool looking. It yeah. is, but it doesn't last, right? It doesn't stay yeah. like that. The color, it it fades a little, but yeah. it... Oh, yeah. If you get finished on it, you know, it, it lasts. You can yeah. seal it in. Um, and the other thing that I have potentially going is this huge, huge volume thing, like this piecework thing, uh, something like 25,000 clipboards. Wow. To do, yeah, to do over four to six months. So I'm just a part of the build. Uh, is it with your neighbor? Yeah. So I have to yeah. do, I have what to is like your round part? the corner. What's that? What's your part? Round the corners? Round, it's like it's quarter inch thick. They're like the kind. They're small clipboards for like the bill. It's for a restaurant for the bill at the end of the at the end yeah, of the yeah. meals. It's a little one. So yeah. I basically have to drill two holes for the hardware that's going to get riveted on. You know the clip, and mm-hmm. I have to round four corners of the uh, of the board. That's that's my whole thing, and uh, we're hoping that I can do sixty of them an hour. So we'll see. Anyways, CNC is too slow. You need to set up some pretty slow. good jigs. I yeah. was thinking to clamp like 40 or 50 of them together, like width-wise, and then just run them through a roundover bit, like the, each yep. one of the four corners. You don't you don't have a yeah. uh, stationary belt sander? I do, but it's never going to be as you can't perfect hand them. as the roundover you, they that gotta, I'm going to yeah. get from a router. Yeah, but you're you need t- to make it's a one- clipboard for a check. I mean, if you clamped, like you said, if you clamp 10, 15, 20 of them together and just on each corner, you can even make a jig to, to sit on your uh, on your belt sander. Just zzzt, Well, you, zzzt, you, you could zzzt. make a jig so you can't oversand it. Right. Like, so it would be a, basically a, the, the negative uh, of your like corner. Like a spline so jig almost. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. So you push it into the sander and then it stops when you're done. You know what but, I mean? So that'll cut your corner, but how do you get a perfect round? Make, make it swivel. 
make make a, yeah, uh, make, uh, make, a make a like think of, think of a table saw sled, but you're yeah. gonna attach it to the top of your thing and it swivels. Yeah, pivots, uh, not swivels, pivots. Pivots, yeah, right. But you can also you have a, do you have a router table? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a router table with a pattern bit and you have a, you you can turn that thing on and you can have a very simple. You can just squeeze clamp your template. You make a template on the CNC. You can squeeze clamp your template, and you, you do one side, and you just squeeze clamp the other one. Do the other side, and it'll be just as just as fast as the sander. I've seen that too. I literally, well, yeah. I was just going to do a roundover bit right against the fence, and I was thinking just clamp like fifty of them together and just run it through, and that does your that that's one corner. Rotate, run it through the next. You know what I mean? Well, but you want to get like the, the half circle, like around yeah. the corner. Yeah. yeah. So are you gonna hold them? Wait till you start playing with it. You'll like, figure so it out. So they're like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. Right? They're all they're all stacked that way, and I'm gonna squeeze them tight yeah. so it's like a block of wood. Right. Yep. And then just run it through that round. Oh, okay. Bit. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. What do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. That's not a bad idea. The only problem with that is that it, you're you're fighting gravity a little bit because you have them upright. You're going to want to build a sled to kind of hold them tight so it doesn't like bounce Does, off. Do you have a you fence on your router? Yeah. Yeah, if you have a fence, yeah. I think you'll be okay. You're going to have to make sure they're really superly tight clamped If you together. got 50 of them, they should be heavy enough to not right. just kick back. That's what I was you know? thinking, yeah. Yeah. And I'll clamp them tight. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Yeah, and if you get the right size radius and it's just one pass on either side. You know. Well, that's it. Yeah. And I'll have like blocks What's on both sides for blowout. It's going to be hardboard, I would imagine, right? No, they're going to be wood because they're going to be stained after. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah, chipping and stuff. You're gonna. Have to, you might want to. You might end up wanting to buy a couple extra router bits because one of them gets dull. You know. Well, twenty-five thousand pieces. I, yeah. I'm yeah. probably going to want a couple. Let me let me get on my soapbox here for <laughs> for a quick second, and this is not this is not related. This to should making. be a uh, segment, you're, because I like it first of all. So like you know, yeah. Phil's fussiness or something. Well, I don't know if this one's fussiness. This one's this one's a little bit more serious. So we all know what happened this weekend in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so here's my thing. So maybe six or seven months ago, there was a post on Facebook and no point in going into who and what and where but it was basically a series of uh it devolved into a series of holocaust jokes right and it was uh, you know the, those all those stupid jokes that you hear like oh i did not see that coming and you know just taking you know not necessarily in poor taste but normalizing that kind of talk and making it part of the conversation in a very um easygoing way that that I find way too casual to throw around uh, with regard to something so serious. And, uh, and I kind of made a stink about it at the time. I was like, hey, man, that's not funny. Nothing about what's going on here is funny. And I ended up getting into a, an argument with a couple of people online and sort of into private messages. And they ended up taking down the post. And, but there were some other people who just didn't get it. They were like, it's just a joke. Well, when you, when, you, when you make those kinds of jokes okay, um, it's not okay, right? Because every once in a while we're reminded of, of the true horror of what actually happened and what's possible and what's just beneath the surface for a lot of people. And, and making those kinds of remarks, um, I think, is irresponsible and, uh, and very hurtful. So 
not to not to use what happened this weekend as a I don't know as a megaphone or anything. I just I just I feel like the the collective outrage of of the world is I guess maybe is not necessarily as as, as outrageous as I as I would have expected for something like this. It just kind of as a Jew, you're kind of like oh. Look, another thing happened, but really it shouldn't be that that normal. So all I'm saying is, is guys, let's be sensitive about the kinds of jokes that we put on the internet. There's stuff that's funny, and there's stuff that's not funny. There are things that are beyond the pale when it comes to making jokes. And I, I would say more than that, um, because this is new. I mean, we are our young countries, and... and the social networking with everybody, us having a podcast. I mean, come on, this is how long ago would that's this not even be a thing, right? So mm-hmm. just be open. If somebody says, hey, that's not funny, don't get offended. Just, okay, I'm sorry. And that's all it takes. It's just if you hear that from somebody else, hey, that's not funny or that's not appropriate or, or you know, that offends me, I'm sorry. And I won't do it again because it's not worth it's not worth getting into it with somebody over something that I don't, especially if you're not, if you're not, you know, and that's what I've noticed is a lot of people, they're not, their heart's not really in it, but because somebody else said they're, they're offended. Now they want to, now they want to push the button. They got to double down. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, don't do that. So yeah, I would yeah, say no, it doesn't work. Well, I, never, never once has someone said that's not funny and then had their mind changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? Oh, I get it now. Oh, oh, oh now Hitler. I get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah, that is it, funny. it was Hitler. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I would take it one step further. I'd say, you know what, Holocaust jokes, poor taste, guys. Poor well, taste. now if you don't if you don't know and you're listening to this podcast, now you do. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with you. It was a real you. thing that happened to real people. Never mind the 10 million people that were killed. Never mind the six million Jews. Try to remember that one million children were murdered, stolen from their parents' arms, and murdered. And then their parents, many of them, had to work in the crematoriums using shovels to load those children into fires to burn the evidence. So let's let's try to keep that in mind when we're making jokes like I did not see that coming. So Amen. sorry sorry about the heaviness, mm. but No man. I think it was That's... a wake up call for all of us. And again, I take it as a learning experience for anybody that says they don't know, it's gonna be hard to say that very much longer. Because uh social mm-hmm. media so... is a, an amazing teacher and allows all of us to get together and, and say these types of things to each other because we're all family and friends and we love each other. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And now on to the silliness of the podcast. Sorry about that, guys. This week's podcast is uh, worth the price of admission. And uh, these two fine gentlemen were alluding to it earlier when they tried to segue way too early. Um, so you're, what we're That's your about, job, though. You're supposed to – you're like the segue corraller. Why didn't I, you corral? I failed you. I shepherded you uh, in, I don't, poorly. It, it, well, it might be Phil's job, but Bill is the the king. The king. And it was just yes. He should he should have gone third, and it would have worked. Right. Anyways, so. <laughs> Your Majesty. Uh, essentially, what uh, what we feel the price of admission or worth the price of admission is basically you're trying to do something. You've got your main main objective for doing whatever the project is, but then some amazing side benefit comes out of it that you really were not expecting and that was totally worth everything you paid for to just get this one lead hot tip uh, way of doing something you know extra material whatever it is so we figured we'd uh, we'd round robin it on that one and, and sort of discuss that one 
So what were some, some added benefits or side benefits to uh, a main objective you were trying to achieve? Well, I, I, I said in the, in the pre-show, I'll say it again, um, a wake-up call for me was finding the reuse people store that's right next to Habitat for Humanity. And that was worth the price of admission just because I didn't realize the scope of how, first of all, how big it was, how much inventory they had. And uh, I was explaining to these guys that it's, it's like a thrift store for reclaimers and makers. It really is. Everything, it was so inexpensive comparatively. I bought a couple of um, uh, kitchen cabinets uh, for a third of what it would have cost me to buy new, you know. And again, if I would have make it from plywood, the time and effort, it would have been 10 times what I, it would have cost me to make it. That being said, uh, after visiting a lumber store, which kind of woke me up to the price of, of, some materials at some places it was mm -hmm. nice to do that it was i did and i didn't know it's local and all that stuff so something like that is worth the price of admission and, and they didn't charge me to go in it was great there was no actual price of admission huh that's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah yeah a little, a little surprised by that i think i might have charged you <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think you can be in business necessarily doing this paying retail it's hard yeah you know like, like what you just, you know, Phil, you're talking about, you just went to, and you had to pay retail for this piece of walnut. And I don't, I mean, it's like, you can't, you can't have a competitive price if you pay that way. So I think that you, everyone needs to sort of find their way of doing that. And we were talking about in the pre-show a little bit too, with, with this topic of pallets, um, which I think all three of us kind of agree are not our favorite reclaimed material to work with uh, anymore, but what a great place to start and totally worth the price of admission because of the learning experience that you get about wood from pallets. I would like. I would like, like this. Was talking about the. I was going to say it's. Go it's not that it's not my. I love working with pallet wood. It's the labor involved of getting that pallet wood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's what I'm. That's, you that's know, I love work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, that's the price. Yeah, but but it's <laughs> but it is great for like you said, Tim, for anybody to start off with. Grab a pallet, tear it apart. Now you've got some free material. Go crazy. You know. So. Well, yeah. At the beginning, you have more time right than than money right and eventually well, you it, it should have more money doing, than right. time right so that, I'm, that, that i don't have a lot of time and and uh um i'm i'm i seem to never have either yeah <laughs> <laughs> i meant as far as like you, you know as so for example a silly example but joel crawford right so he would never ever in a million years have the time to strip down pallets to use in his in his in his business right now, right? That would be impossible. But maybe when he first started and he only had a couple of projects and he was doing only local, he'd have more time than... Right, right, right. So that's what mm -hmm. I mean. You can't really scale pallets. You, you would need, like, machinery and people. And I've seen, I've seen bandsaws that do it. You could shove a whole pallet into, like, this sideways bandsaw and it'll clip all yeah. the... Everything. It's like that's, a they have at the dismantling places where they rebuild them. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Joel, buy one of those. Actually, you know what? Jo bringing up Joel is a, a good thing because he was just talking about um, he went to a, a craft fair type place, and okay. uh, the gist of the story was, you know, he didn't he didn't sell a whole lot, but it was worth the price of admission for. I think he said he made some contacts. He he put his business card out. You know, there was other things that happened that made it worthwhile going there so not always do you end up scoring big on what you think the initial 
investment is going to be but there's there's a reward that comes out of it and you can find that if you put that little bit of extra effort into almost anything you do whether it's coming out of your um, social anxiety shell like I have and uh, shaking hands and introducing yourself to people or whether it's I, I'm walking down the street I've get you know getting to know your neighbors and then like Phil now you've got a guy that's like hey man I got this pro- thing you want to help me with or do you want part of this or blah 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 so yeah you want to make 25,000 make 25,000 clipboards <laughs> think about you think know. about one year ago this time if, if like did that seem like something that would happen uh, no, but by the way, it's not like that's just my half. The project is for fifty thousand clipboards, and and contingent on getting this is that I train him and his son on how to do the other twenty five thousand. This is uh here's some. You're welcome in advance for what I'm about to say, and I'm serious. I'm listening. Reach out to Izzy because if there's anybody that knows how to make a production out of something simple yeah. like that, it's him. He can tell you the jig to that's make, what idea. tool to use. Yeah. Okay. Because you're, you're going to have to do that. You can't do one or five at a time. It's going to have to be a stack of 20 yeah, or 50. Like 50 or, or 70 or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're onto something with your – I mean, like, if, if you had a shaper or something, you know, if you're using a router table like that, I think you're onto something with your idea Yeah. of, of doing it that way instead of looking at them flat and individual. That's, that's probably – and then even drilling it while they're clamped together. If you can get an extra, because they, I mean, they make drill bits that are. Yep, I just. It might be tough one. to keep it straight, depending on how small the I hole know. is. Well, that's is, that's why I said you call. Flip, yeah. In you, next, in flip, in next. You know what I mean? Get a like get a hold of Izzy because you. But you get split. You, you get the split. If you make a jig over the top, so you just you round it all the corners. Don't unclamp it. Put the drill jig on it, and then yeah. you get it started that's in exactly. the hole of While the template, clamps. and yeah. then you can go through all of them. Yeah. Right. Get a hold of it. But the, the, pro- the problem is, is that you, you get the when you start using those long drill bits, you get drift, you know. But you, you'll probably be able to drill 20 of them at a time. Yeah. And yeah. they're all pressed up against each other, so they're keeping them from blowing out in the back, and you know. There's something there. Yeah. Anyways, I will definitely mm-hmm. reach out to them. That's a terrific this, idea. This will be – I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. So you're, you usually end up with some pretty cool uh, stories that come out of these things and learning well, experiences. Yeah, it's fun, and and there is the you know again the worth the price of admission, the learning experience of it, even if it's like kind of a wash financially because it's you know there's a real learning experience in that. I don't know if I would take on twenty five thousand to learn. I may take on twenty five hundred to learn. Well, I've <laughs> taken on a couple thousand. I did like those blocks. I did right. a lot of those. Yeah. So this is less per piece work, but more work. Period. It, yeah. We calculated mm-hmm. that it would like my, my half of it would end up being four hundred hours of work. And his would be 400 hours of work. The total project is 800 hours of work. Is there some kind of engraving going on him too? Yeah, he's also lasering them. And, lasering and then them, so yeah. we uh, there's actually this. How big's his laser? What's that? How big's his laser? He's got he's many got many lasers. Yeah, he's, he's got, got several. He's got three or four four by eights. That's what I thought you said before. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And In his house? No, not anymore. Now he opened up a real shop. Oh, so he's got a real shop now. Yeah. Oh, it okay. it's, it used to be a fish store. So, <laughs> it still so he gets like mad that? at me whenever I say, "Hey, what's going on over at the fish store?" He's like, "It's a shop. It's a workshop." I was like, "Okay, but it's still paint- painted blue and white on the outside." <laughs> this is tropical fish. And I was like, "How are the fish doing?" Yeah, it's still a wave pattern painted on the wall. <laughs> I swear to God, on the outside, it's like yeah, it's a I know. blue and white wave pattern talks. on the outside. <laughs> I'll take some. Uh, I'll take some. Uh, I'll take some grouper on your way home. He doesn't get it. Um, if he has to put these in the laser, he can't drill the holes and cut the profile in the laser while he's etching them. 
I bet uh, you it's a whole bunch of different uh, processes to do that. Yeah. Well, it is. It's 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 different. But you save the. Oh, well, because yeah, when the he's not cutting it out, pretty slow. it's not cutting out out of planks, right? So the we work with this sawmill. Actually, I oh, introduced yeah. them to this sawmill, and they do all kinds yeah, of after yeah. services. So they're giving mm. us the exact rectangle size that we need. Okay. I have to round. They won't do the rounding of the corners, so I have to do that. Because they know it's a pain in the ass, and you're yeah. going to get stuck with it. <laughs> so I have to drill the holes around the corners, and then mm. once we do that, and after it's lasered, they take it back and they're going to be doing the staining. Oh, oh, they got to spray. And then spray the final the step will be uh, clamping the hardware on, riveting the hardware. Yeah, and I'm not doing that. Yeah, because there's going to be a, somebody's going to have a rivet gun or whatever. Who needs who needs fifty thousand? A chain of something. It's a chain of restaurants in the U.S. Yeah, fifty thousand. That's a big chain. Yeah, not really. If you figure those things, how long would they last? Figure you, it's probably a thousand locations, right? You need fifty per location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's that's a big chain, a thousand locations. You know, mm. I guess I guess that's no how Applebee's. big a chain is. Oh well, yeah, no, Applebee's is probably twice that at least, right? Yeah. I would think. I mean, Chili's, Applebee's, yeah. TGIF. Um, yeah. How did this guy get that gig? I don't know. He's the king. He's the king. Yeah. Billy, you're the king. He's a hustler, huh? He is. He is. It used to be that. This custom business was like 5% of his business, and the rest of what he was doing was all like diecast promo. And then he started noticing that like the most profitable part of his business was this laser stuff because it was high margin, low volume. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. gradually he started shifting everything towards this and focusing entirely on it. And he's like six times more profitable for like way less work. It's crazy. Now, he's the guy that was mm. doing the vinyl lettering, right? Vinyl lettering? Didn't you say your neighbor across the street would do vinyl letters or something? No, he no? didn't do vinyl letters. Well, no, I, I, my memory sucks, so. No, you're probably right. Maybe I have a different neighbor. I don't know. Um, let me, uh, the price of admission. The other thing that I always find is worth the price of admission on any project I do is actually just the experience of doing it, right? So building a deck, building a fence. I would never do it the same way I did it this time. Like, the deck, fine, whatever. There wasn't much different to do. But the fence, oh, my God, I wish I had a do-over. So, like, just learning how to do it was worth the price of admission. Like, you know, I know what shortcuts to take. I know what long cuts to take, right? Sometimes you figure out, you know, you shouldn't have cut that corner, and it would have been worth it to spend additional time on one specific part of the project because, you know, it makes the next few steps way easier. You know, like, I sort of leveled mine to the top instead of leveling it to the bottom you know what i mean so like there's all kinds of things that i would have done differently now so side benefit added benefit whatever you want to call it is the actual experience of doing it period and i that's for me that's on every project i do yeah knowledge mm. knowledge is the the key to everything because it's going to teach you what to do what not to do it's going to it's like that muscle memory thing it's going to come back it's you know it's always experience and learning is is uh, priceless always worth 100%. the price of admission. Hopefully, I don't have to do a f another fence for another five to ten years. But when I do, I, w I will know it. I will know what to do. I did one short fence, and I'm all set with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm all set. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of anything that requires digging holes in the dirt to build. You know. Well, so here, but, uh, so I I 
was a brainiac and I was going to dig my own holes and, and then I rented I a jackhammer to bust the concrete out of the ground. Now, oh, yeah, uh, my neighbor, uh, Billy here, he's like, oh, why don't you call up the hole guy? Who's the hole guy? It's a guy who does nothing but holes for fences all day long. He'll come by with his auger. The guy did it in half an hour. He dug them all out for 200 bucks cash. Done. That is money well spent. And that's another piece of, you know, uh, worth the price of admission is learning wh- where to spend your time and where to spend your money. Yep. So let's let, oh, yeah. let's put a, a question mark at the end of that. And Tim, maybe you probably have a story for this. Um, was it really worth the price of admission? <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. <laughs> Uh, would I do it again? Is kind of another way of saying yeah. that. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's I, I I do try to be an optimist, you know, and I try to I try to look on the bright side of life. <laughs> you know, with, with everything, but uh, uh, yeah, there's definitely some things that uh, I I don't think I'd want to do again. <laughs> you know. Some uh, like I like I was just saying last week too, like just some some big things. A, you know, a lot of it's like my own stupidity of um, I, I like to work alone. I like to figure out how to do things myself. And I can think of like just like times that I've moved like really like I just put the cap on my truck by myself a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Like and I'm like it's all leverage, you know, it's all like leverage. And stuff. But you know, it's a heck of a lot easier if it's just like you just get one other dude just be like hey grab that side for a minute. Okay, we're done. Right. Instead, yeah. I got to spend <laughs> twenty minutes figuring out how to how to do levers and. And fulcrums and, and all this stuff and like things like that. Like I mean I, I I just get into solving the problem, but come on, I'm like I'm not getting any younger. I don't need to be doing that stuff. <laughs> like I should be getting wiser, you know, and just like the wise thing to do is not figure out the pulley system that's gonna get the cap on your truck when you're by yourself out in the side of a barn in the rain. The wise thing is to get someone to help you. Right. But and, I haven't figured But you're out. you're right at that age where all those things start clicking. You'll look at something and go, I could, nope, I'm going to do something. I'm going to get somebody to help. <laughs> I mean, it's, trust me, you're, you're, you're right at that age. That's, you're, yeah. you're, 40, you're 45. That's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I've thrown my back out a few times already. Right. Like, I should have learned it 10 years ago, but, you know. Yeah, but that's, that's when you're young and you like, you don't believe it. See, now that you're 45, right. you're like, you know what? I remember throwing my back out. I'm just really stubborn. Yeah. I, I get you. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you. I don't like getting beat by things. Yeah, I get you that. Know. By the way, happy yeah. belated birthday to Gwen. Absolutely. I'm Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The world turned around on a certain day. She popped out. Everybody's better for it. So Yes. I would make a joke, but I agree with that. Yeah, right? Yep. See? Worth the price of admission having me on this podcast, ain't it there, pal? <laughs> well, on we'll some see. days. <laughs> on some days. Yeah. Some well, some moments. I mean, I wouldn't give them a whole day. <laughs> <laughs> we had another thing that we brought up in the pre-show talking about the price of admission. I can't remember what it was now. So I guess you'll have to listen to the pre-show to, to see what we're missing. Well, you know, it, it's worth the price of admission to be able to listen to the pre-show. Oh, that's oh, right. We're going to plug the go. pre-show. Segway yeah. Q-Men, Please tell us. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. It's like the, the, the nuggets that, that we can't share with everybody for free. I mean, we have to be able to to you know power up these microphones and turn the vacuum tubes up so we can generate the airwaves that you know go through people's radios and stuff to do this. So a dollar, a simple dollar. That's all we ask. And right. you, too, can be involved in the price of admission. That's the price of admission for Reclaimed Audio. 
There is no price. Okay, that's enough. But a dollar. <laughs> just call me Dollar um, Bill. I do like we, that. I don't remember. Dollar Bill. Dollar Bill. I don't remember how we were saying it, but it was kind of about like the pallets, and, and then and then how that relates to the walnut and the like the what YouTube have just experienced recently of going to the store after this. What do you think? Like that that walnut. Have you started working with it? Was it worth it? Uh, very very briefly, I cut off a chunk, cut that in half, strips. I had to make a square out of you know like I had to kind of double it up to, yeah, very little. But yeah, I, I did yeah. a little bit of edge jointing with my hand plane, and use, yeah, it machines very nicely. Mm. Well, I Why, thought better than pallet wood. What were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, nothing. I was just curious, like you know, because that is part of the, like it's that trade off. I like you know, time, money, money, time, and all that. And there's, I remember buying a a big chunk of walnut that was new. I mean, I've I've messed around with it a lot where I've gotten it reclaimed and I've gotten it from like firewood and stuff like that. But um, I remember buying the board and you know and. It ended up it was like hundred and twenty dollars for this like eight foot board or whatever you know and uh, and I and I'm like you know looking at it I'm like nervous about it yeah and, you know I got a lot of money and and then I started working with it I was like oh I get it I was like this is why people buy this stuff yeah it's no, amazing I, like the smell and the texture and you know, I, oh, the I look get that and, it's gorgeous because yeah. I I <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me I said Lauren get in the garage I want you to see what this is and anytime I say get in the garage she rolls her eyes and I'm yeah. like take a look at this. She's like, oh, wow, this is actually really nice. Because I went, I got some, like, a paper towel, and I just wet it so you could see what it would look yeah. like with finish on it, sort of, kind of. And you're like, wow, this, it's gorgeous. I mean, like, and you you don't really get dark wood, or even, you don't really get walnut in sort of the garbage pickings, you know, that I do. I just got a whole mm. bunch, like, a whole bunch of laminated walnut panels, because I took that, that desk apart, and it was nothing right. but pocket screws. So I could literally, I took the whole thing apart, easy peasy, and I've got... You know, I've got three-quarter inch maple for days, but you're never going to find like the the opposing dark part of, let's say, that chessboard you want to make or whatever it is. So sometimes you do have to buy it, and, and buying it in four-quarter, full-inch thick walnut, I was like, yeah, this is this is nice. And when I'm a millionaire, yeah. I'll spend more on this. <laughs> <laughs> I I find it really hard. Um, Making the guitar necks um, when I'm gluing up a couple of nice thick pieces of hard wood, and then I've got to take that stupid spoke shave and start 25 cents. Oh, there's a quarter. Oh, there's 10 yeah. cents. I, I, <laughs> I know, I it's know, like, yeah. but but the shape and and the shavings and everything. You start looking at the sawdust. It's like, can I make something with this? I don't want. But can I make this well, with glue I, and repress it into a board? <laughs> I save all those little, you know, you always save all those little pieces. And, and then I, the, there's like a pile where I save the little pieces I'm going to use again. And then it, sometimes it ends up in like, well, I'm going to burn this for kindling pile. Right. And sometimes it's tough to tell them apart. Sometimes I get angry because I have so much stuff I save. It goes to the burn pile. So just today it's starting to get chilly out and I'm lighting fires in the morning in my shop. And, uh, and I was like grabbed one of my cans full of scraps that I used to start fires, and I'm dumping it out into my bucket to you know get. And I, I pulled half of it. I saved. I pulled it out and saved it because it's like it's like there's like a, a three quarter inch by a half inch by like three foot long piece of walnut. I'm like, that's no, how many? Do you good. know how many that's bridges good, you can make you know? out of that? I know exactly, but that's the problem. It's like, how many bridges do I need to make? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. I mean, you're just yeah, you're yeah. just sort of carrying uh, turning blanks constantly, right? You just yeah. Even smaller. Oh God, you know how many even pens smaller. you could make yeah. at my shop right yeah, now? Exactly. 
So Alrighty. I, I'll ask you again, Phil, what, what would you think would not be worth the price? Something you did that's just like, I guess the only the only price of admission that was worthwhile was learning. I'll never do that again. Would that be your jackhammering story or? I mean, that certainly, yeah, that, that would qualify. But I, I guess, is there anything else that would, for me, I guess that would probably be it. My, the only other thing I would say is like unsafe tools, right? Like, I guess I learned from it though. I was going to say like that first table saw that I got that was rickety and super dangerous and no. could have gotten me hurt. But no, you're right. The whole story. That's that's my lesson. Yeah, I have a hard time saying like, I mean, I, I definitely have a million times I'd be like, well, I'll never do that again. But I have a hard time regretting anything. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? not like so I just, much regretting, I like yeah. I wouldn't be here, you know? Yeah. Like... No matter yeah. what, like success or failure, you learn, right? So, like, you're always yeah. benefiting from it. I, I now at the time, I mean, when you have that job that just fell apart and that that thing that you just had to rebuild the fourth time or whatever. At the time, you're like, "This is a mistake. I regret this. This wasn't worth the price of admission." But then two years later, it doesn't feel like that anymore. No, no, because it'll come back and you can use that knowledge. You can, yeah. I, and it's I, a great story to share in a podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> or whatever. You know? As a, as a reclaimer, something I can tell um, anybody that's starting out: take this word of advice from me. Tim will back me up. Phil will back me up. Um, when you first start reclaiming, when you start making and you get the bug really bad, don't hoard. It's not, you'll, you'll end up with so much more stuff that you won't use. All you're doing is delaying its process into the landfill. Cause I did that after I built the first salon, I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I met the community. I had so much material of every kind. Oh, I need that. 10 foot piece of cable from a bridge. I'm going to make a welding sculpture out of that. No, it never happened. Mm, yeah. It's it, it just use what it, half of the fun is going out and looking and, and scavenging for what you need for a project. If you, if you have the time to do that, it's like, you know, but sometimes if it's a unicorn, you got to grab the unicorn. I'm not saying like, not everything. I, I, I'm, you, you know, know, I have some yeah. nuggets that are scattered throughout the yard and the side of the house and in the garage that I save. But <laughs> in my neighbor's yard and the other neighbor's yard <laughs> at work. But in yeah, my just yeah. apartment in another city. <laughs> you will uh, you will find that you you'll you'll have more stuff than you have the time to make with it. I, I mm. I'm oh, sure yeah. Tim agrees, yeah. and I will vouch for everything you just said. Unfortunately. It doesn't matter what we say. Everybody has to go through that journey themselves and figure out what too much is for them. Right. Because mm. and, and, well, and, and it's also it's directly related to how much spare space you have. Yeah. Because I am projects. way over budget for most people's space. Yeah. But you know, I remember when I, gotta, I, I, I got one load of pallets at bad. one point that was just <laughs> stupid large, like nine or ten pallets, and I just. I didn't dismantle them right away. So they were just stacked in my garage and it looked like some horrible warehouse until I got around to undoing them and all that stuff. Anyways, so agree 100% with Bill, but everybody's journey uh, teaches them that lesson the hard for way. Mo for most people uh, with small spaces, I would also say one thing I've learned is that when you get a pallet for whatever reason, you bring it home. If you bring it home, dismantle it. Yes, that's great advice. Yeah. Take it apart right away. Yeah, you away. know, I have... I have like five or six of them right now that I like I said I, earlier that I grabbed for a job and I haven't dismantled them because I'm gonna film it. It, it was for a thing, something I was gonna film, mm -hmm. and it's like it's like oh, I should just film it, and then and then just put the film somewhere and just save it, just get so I can break these things down. But then it's like 
it's gonna be snow on the ground in three months. There'll be continuity errors. You know? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Have you I ever been called out like on that. a continuity error? No, but I'm like the guy. Like you don't want to watch a movie with me. Like I'm the guy. Like, hey, yes. look, his jacket's unbuttoned, and now it's buttoned again. So yeah, like I'm into. My last video. Mirror, that's why I wore the same shirt my, every day. My last video, I did the pallet walls, and you know what? I didn't film taking those pallets apart, and I didn't film taking the the fifteen or twenty pallets I just did again apart because that's the one thing I'm almost positive that if you are interested in, you can find somebody showing you how to take down a pallet. I know, but it's storytelling. Yeah, it's just it's so much. It's 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 hard enough work as it is. Four seconds of film, if if even four seconds of film, it's like that's all it is. But it has to be in there for the story continuity. Now, if you see me, because it's about it's about transformation. Right, to show the transformation. Right, and you're gonna see you're gonna see me transform these pallet slats into something else. And if I wasn't on the spectrum, I could just break them down now. Not worry about it, but you know, I can't help it. Listen, everyone tells their story differently. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but you know, one thing I did want to say as far as the lessons be learned and all that stuff, and then, then we'll move on. Um, I find in my journey in life, my biggest regrets are not the things I did. They're the things I didn't do. So win, lose, or draw, I don't regret the things I've done. I regret the things yeah, I, I got that. Yeah, I got that fortune cookie too. Yeah. No, but it's true. Oh, it is true. 100% is true. I, I also got Any that regret cookie. I ever have in life was, ah, why didn't I do that? I should have done that. But then even if I did do something, I knew it was a mistake at the time. I made the mistake. I look back on it. Yeah, it was a mistake. Do I regret doing it? No, but it was a mistake. I learned from it. Hmm. So the, 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 to, to do things. That's the... Yeah, get off your butt and do, do things. them. Obviously, yeah. you know, you don't need to murder someone to figure out that murder is wrong. I am talking about things that are not criminal in nature or bad or immoral <laughs> and, or any of those things. <laughs> I was was implying that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I was implying that. I'm saying within the boundaries of your own ethics, go for it. Um, Okay. Okay. Uh, Any new reviews in the European market? Nished. All right, listen up. We haven't, this is two weeks in a row now that there haven't been any new any new iTunes reviews. So I know that there are people listening to this podcast right now that have not taken a minute to leave an iTunes review. Phil made it easy for you. All you have to do is call Phil. Mm-hmm. And he'll give you the link. Yep. And he'll he'll tell you the link, and you write it down, then type it in your computer. Or you can go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and right at the top of the page, you click the link. It'll take you right to iTunes to leave a review. And why do we want you to do this so much? Because it's a show segment, and it helps us, you know, get clicks or whatever. Mostly because why, it's a show segment. Show. I think it's because se- it's a show, show segment. segment. Yeah. No, no, it really shows, does get more people shells. listening. Does it? Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it has to have five stars, or or you're in trouble. Right. Did you did you guys hear what Tim just said? In There's an old expression that goes, "Beware the wrath of a patient man." You don't want to upset Tim Sway, so please get moving. Tim on has no patience. Are you kidding? He's like ADD times ten. I couldn't even wait for someone to help me put my truck cap on. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll just get it myself. Have you ever heard Tim raise his voice? Never. That's what I mean. Oh. Um, what would you say grabbed your attention this <clears throat> week, uh, uh, apart from pulleys and levers and getting caps back on trucks? Uh, starting with starting with me, uh, yeah. I'm actually I have two again because last week I had one and then I had another one. So I'm going to do the one I was going to do last week. So greedy. Um, <clears throat> I know. I'm trying to. I'm ahead instead of like scrambling. Like, oh, what should I t- say? You, you're familiar with the podcast Radio Lab? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, they did a th- three part series the past three episodes um, that are called In the Know, 
and it's in reference to the the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. um, and it's it stems from this other podcast that they tell you about in the first well and all the episodes. Um, it's it's such an interesting perspective, and something that there all these different points and perspectives brought up about this this concept of of the word no and how it relates to relationships and and uh, men and women. Uh, just super interesting and, and um, eye-opening. And anybody who has a mother or a daughter or both should listen to this, even if you are a mother or a daughter. Everybody should listen to this um, because it's not that it has the answers. It's just it gives perspective that's worth listening to that I haven't heard in any other uh, medium. Wow. Yet. So. I'm not sure what you just said, but I want to listen to it. I'm in. I just said a lot of big words to make it sound like yeah. I knew what I was talking yeah. about. It so now it's your turn to do that, Bill. You know, you know what caught my attention this week? I came home from work on, um, I don't know, let's say, what's today? It was, it was the day, let's call it Monday, yesterday. Was it yesterday? It might have been yesterday. Maybe it was Saturday. It's a very compelling know. story when you sort of so, flip-flop uh, on when it happened. I, let's just say I drove up into the driveway, and it, had, it couldn't have been Sunday because there was a package delivered to my front door. And do you know who this package was from? Why don't you tell us no. who this package was from? Well, I don't know who to thank, but I'm going to thank... I'll thank them. It was from Starbond. I got a box full of super glues and black super glue and spray and Oh cool. Yeah. Oh, that was that was actually for Phil. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? I could really use that stuff. I, I will no, say but, uh, I, there's one there's one head in the U two is probably just in customs. Oh, you serious? Because you know, it's they're in LA. Oh yeah, Phil, yeah. So I, that's why I got mine so quickly. I'm sure. So I don't, th- Tim. If you had anything to do with that, thank you so much. And if you didn't, uh, you cheap son of a gun. You didn't bother to share with your friends. At least the good people at Starbond have a big enough heart to to reach out to us little guys, Mister. I got a million subscribers now. Don't care about Bill and Phil. I don't have a uh, none of that was true uh yeah joseph over at starbond um because we had that conversation a couple weeks ago on the podcast and so i just i just sent him a uh a link to the podcast as i go hey i just i I plugged your product a little bit in the podcast you know here here you go and uh and he wrote back and you heard i think it was you phil that was saying that uh that you you wanted to try it yeah and he's like oh he's like hey thanks i really appreciate it he's like he's like you know one of the guys said they wanted to try it you know he's like what's his address i'll send it to him and I said, oh, just make sure you send, don't send any to Bill nice. at, uh, you know, <laughs> and then I put your address after that, you know. No, but um, so, uh, yeah, no, I can't wait to see what you think of it, Bill, because I think you'll, in your guitar building, you're going to find it. I, that black stuff, I, I used it like three times today. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Because I'm it's excited. black. You know, it's just and the way it just fills in holes and stuff. It's Brilliant. Because uh, I'm, yeah, so, I'm going to be working with this walnut. This black stuff's going to be genius. Well, oh yeah, if you have any voids or any splits or knots, yeah, you won't even you won't even know it's there. Like, I'm, like I'm going to experiment because I have a um, a package of all these different dyes that I bought. Um, these little tiny from like China because I thought I would mix it in resins, and I'm wondering if yeah. that real thin set stuff that came from Starbond, if I could actually drop a little bit of that super glue on a drop of Quickly. dye and then use yeah. that and see if I can actually make colored glue. But if not, I'm I'm excited about that black. So. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm experimenting, but thank, yeah. thank you, Tim. Yeah. Thank you, Starbond. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, DIY builds is what grabbed my attention this week. He's putting out a series on how to build his own CNC machine, basically out of wood. Um, obviously, it's got the steppers and the control boards and all that stuff, but 
he built the table, the gantry, the you know the z-axis, everything. And and what I like is that it basically was done, and then he had the patience to complete the whole project, and then release a video every like day and a half. So it's already it's been like less than a week, and it's already part six oh, of nice. this video series. And uh, and what a great job he's done on this thing. It's really really cool. Like he just a lot of details and uh he's a fellow canadian i don't know his name i'd love to i'd love to speak with him i think he's in toronto but anyways uh i love his i loved his videos from the beginning and he shows more and more of himself in each one of them and it's just really well done diy nice. builds, check it out yeah it's a good nice. one um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. As mentioned earlier, we have made it super easy to leave them, and it is very important in all seriousness to just to leave a five-star review. Um to make sure that the next person gets a positive first impression of the podcast. And then the more, um, the more feedback we get on iTunes, the higher it's rated and the more people see the podcast, yada, yada. Um, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. And as Bill mentioned earlier, as little as $1 per episode gets you access to the pre-show. And that's how we sort of come up with our topics. It is R-rated over there. So heads up, it is a little bit more uh, uh, risque. Raw, risque. Risque. And it's uh, and it's fun. You get sort of a a peek behind the curtain to see how it is that we that we uh, that we come up with these topics and you know some of the more uh, less professional conversations that we have amongst ourselves. Uh, not to mention that it, uh, any uh, any let's say donation, I guess that what you're supposed to call it, of ten dollars or more per episode uh, gets a shout out at the beginning of the show, like the list of like a hundred that we list off now. So thank you to all of those people. Thank you to all of our Patreon uh, supporters thus far and. Uh, And that being said, uh, thank you very much and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or don't. And stop. Oh. (laughs) Okay, now. Yeah.